Well, welcome once again to Crossroads Podcast, and I'm here with Scott Sims. Glad to have you here with me again here today. Um, Scott, what what do you got to this this day for praise? Give me a praise report. Can you do that? I know that I just threw that at you, but... Yeah, i tell you what. Um, looking back to Sunday, mm-hmm. um, when I left home, there was snow on the ground, it was under 30 degrees, and I literally ran my windshield wipers in rain all the way to church that morning <laughs> and said, God, I, I don't know what Steve's going to do if I call him and tell him I'm in the ditch. I'm not going to make it. So there's a that praise is, for you. That How's is that a man? praise report. Amen <laughs> and hallelujah. That is the truth. Uh, yes, that is a great praise. Thank in you 27 for years, here. I only did that one time to my worship leader. I got stuck at the hospital in Champaign. It was a difficult situation. I called and said, I'm not going to make it back. You're going to have to roll with it. And wow. they did. It was fine. Wow. You know? <laughs> yeah, man. Well, thanks for being here and 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 uh, making sure that we can do this podcast as well. I, I think that it has definitely been a praise for a lot of people as they listen midweek. They've recognized um, how they can tune in and kind of bring those finer points and, and um, very significant i'm using the word today go. for the cycle the next cycle of grace but it's been very significant in their lives and we're going to be talking about that uh, the significance of god's grace and what we get a chance to do with it mm-hmm. so let's have a word of prayer yeah. How about it heavenly father i thank you so much for this podcast i thank you for the listeners that are taking the time to listen right now i thank you for scott being willing to be here and and to give of his wisdom and give of his uh, thoughts and and uh, things that we get to pour into not only uh, others that are listening, but into our lives as we talk about this and remind ourselves of the different aspects of grace and the cycle of grace. Thank you so much, Father, for loving us the way that you do and giving us Jesus Christ. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for always being uh, just awesome, <laughs> leading us, guiding us, comforting us, giving the wisdom and going to the Father on our behalf. It's um, it's amazing what you do in the Trinity, what it holds. Jesus, there is only one way, and you're the way, and we thank you for that. It's in Jesus' name I pray, your name. Amen. Amen. Well, um, we've, we're going to just jump right into it, and I love doing that because there's some great stuff to talk about in this part of the cycle of grace. So, as we get going, we've had a two-part up to this point. This is the third part. Go ahead, take the mic, uh, Scott, and, and uh, talk to us a little yeah. bit. Yeah, let, uh, let me just do a um, tip of the hat again to Trevor Hudson, who is oh, yeah. the pastor from South Africa that I heard to present this initially. You can find uh, him talking about this cycle of grace on YouTube if you want to search it. It's Trevor okay. Hudson, Cycle of Grace, and several of those will come up. And he's, a, man, just a pastor's heart, you know, and yeah. a real gentle spirit about him does a great job. And great. So this is all based on material that he's presented. We started with acceptance, uh, an infusion of grace uh, that we receive. And then the sustenance is our response to that awareness. So, right of God inviting us into relationship. And then we begin to respond and develop that. And you can't do that long before that grace is going to want to find a way out. Right, right. And it's going to 
help us realize that we are part of the vehicle of delivery mm-hmm. of that grace to the world today. And uh, that's the significance, that we have a significant part to play, a sign of His grace that's going to show up in the world today. Yeah. And, and I think this is a difficult part for us to, to grasp. Mm-hmm. We, we're glad to have salvation. We celebrate that. But sometimes that ball gets dropped that this, this is about us engaging and keeping this process working for people that are coming after us yep. and that we have a unique part to play in that. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we end up in a position where we're just consuming all this grace and there's never an outlet. Right, right. The significance that we talked about on Sunday was about the outlet right. that God has given each of us uniquely. And once we connect with that, and literally, honest, to be honest, sometimes it, it, that awareness of that and the fine-tuning of that giftedness, that significant place for us, it, it literally takes years. Now, we can start operating in it initially, but we learn so much more, and the Father fine-tunes it and narrows it in on us, mm-hmm. and we become so much more comfortable in it. Mm-hmm. And it's just fantastic. Yes, it is. It is you you uh, told of a story on Sunday about how uh, uh, an older gal had come to you after yeah, being yeah. a young young man and was presented a place to be able to come in and, and uh, speak the word from the pulpit. And uh, talk a little bit about that again. Just refresh us. Yeah, it was uh, that that actually unfolded out of uh, you know how do, how do you find your place of significance? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and. Um, and, and so we were asking some questions, giving some diagnostics, if you will, about how you can narrow in on that personally. And that was under, you know, what do others see in you? Or right, that's what, right. what do they affirm in you? And, uh, yeah, I was, uh, gosh, 19 or 20 years old, and Pastor Ray had given me an opportunity to speak. And it was bad, you know, it was not good. You know, it's just, I, I told everything I know knew, and it lasted about 15 minutes or so. Sure. <laughs> And she came up afterwards and said, man, I just see God at work in your life. And wow. this is going someplace. Isn't that something? Scared me. Yeah. And I really didn't want to hear it because right. I wasn't ready to hear it. Right. But as the months passed, it was something that the Lord pointed back to and said, you know, others are aware of what I'm doing in you. Do you mm-hmm. see it? You know. Mm-hmm. So talk a little bit about some of those months that were kind of how it concreted in for you. How, how was it that it was concreted in a little yeah. bit more? Well, um, for me, there it, it was a series of events. Mm-hmm. You know, um, uh, there was a there was a longing. There was a uh, some internal turmoil that I just wasn't settled. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. I was I was already in the farming operation with my dad. Right. Had a hog barn of 700 hogs. It was all on my own deal. I was going wow. to Lakeland. Mm-hmm. Had ground rented. And yet there was still there was still this longing, you know, and I was at a time in my life where uh, I, I, because of my new commitment to Christ, uh, I'd basically been abandoned by all of my peers. Mm, yeah, right. <laughs> and so I had lots of time on my hands, mm-hmm. and I was just investing deeply, immersing myself in the Word, and we we had a great 
connection at church. And then God just began uh, using his word, Mm -hmm. you know, um, Romans 10, you know, how will they believe unless they've heard and how will they hear without a quote unquote preacher, (laughs) you know, without someone to tell them. And then, uh, you know, I just run across that and then, man, God would bring that into my awareness and through other channels, maybe a song or a testimony or something. And, And then, uh, because Pastor Ray was so connected with all these little churches out in there, yeah. and they'd hear about the kid, you know, that was <laughs> at his testimony to share, and they'd invite me to come and speak. And, you know, I was doing that, and God was using these different people just to affirm, you know, man, we see God at work in your life. And and finally just came to a point of saying, okay, I'll follow you wherever you're going to lead me here. I don't know what this is going to look like, mm-hmm. but... You know, it, it was it was a little tough. Uh, I would have been fourth generation, you know, uh, hog farmer, uh, hog farmer with my dad, and he was looking forward to having that, being able to pass that mantle on. Right. And, uh, there was a higher calling. Yeah. You know, so. Well, so what you're telling me is, is that you just weren't born with a silver pulpit, so to speak, or a microphone. Uh, I was headed in another direction, man. That's what I, it, you know, we, we talk about Eddie a little bit, and, and I know he's not here with us right now, so I don't want to talk too much about him, but a lot of people that are listening know that uh, God found or pulled him closer to him and, and uh, continued that, and that's what I'm hearing from you. You know, you were probably brought up in the church and around the church, but then there's those areas that just kind of, you mentioned your peers, but... Um, yeah, I had things. my idiot years in high school, you know, and... <laughs> And God was gracious and brought me out of that. Amen. Pointed me in another direction. You know, and we all, I believe we all have uh, those. I have my own, and, and we have those times of maturity and the understanding that what God truly has done for us, and then our eyes become open. And, and it is a wonderful thing to be able to talk about that significance on, that, on this side of it, to say, and to, to pour into other people as they're listening. Because... You do have significance, people. Truly, we, you are, you are, and I loved how you said this on Sunday. You are a masterpiece mm. by the Father, by the Creator. You know, I I want to make reference to a child's book. The book is called "You Are Special" by Max Lucado, spelled L-U-C-A-D-O, um, and um, tells of the Wemmicks, W-E-M-M-I-C-K, and Eli, the creator, uh, handcrafted the masterpiece of the, these Wemmicks. If you want to pour into your children some good uh, key points about the significance of God and not letting others, even their positive comments, be such of a, a ballooning. You know, some of these wimmicks that you'll see in this book that they'd walk around and they felt, oh, so important because they were, you know, everybody had given them, given them the dots and stars. So all those that had these stars all over them, they were, they felt so important. And, and it was in the eyes of the other wimmicks. And those that were insignificant, so to speak, in the other wimmicks' eyes were those with the black dots. And so they were clarified as, you know, classified rather as as uh, oh well you're not so significant you can't do this and you can't do that and and yet Eli uh, and this gal I can't remember her name in this story but um, this this female Wemmick was uh, none of the dots none of the stars stuck to her 
mm-hmm. because she found her identity and her uh, her purpose and, yeah. and through Eli. And so coming back around to this whole thing is the fact that, that God has developed in us. It doesn't mean that it looks like mine looks like Scott's or Scott looks like Steve. And you mentioned this on Sunday. But the fact is, is that every one of us is a masterpiece. Well, we see that same concept in the scripture that I used um, for Jesus and his awareness of his purpose. The crowds, they had uh, an idea of what they wanted him to do, and they tried to impose that upon him. They came to him in that Luke 4 uh, scripture and, and didn't want him to leave, wanted him to stay. Uh, but Jesus didn't give in to that even though that was their prevailing Mm -hmm. opinion, he resisted that and said, no, that's not my purpose to just be here with you. I came to preach in a lot of places and on he went about that. We can fall prey to that too, because trust me, everybody's going to have an opinion about what our significance ought to be. Right. And sometimes those opinions are valuable, but sometimes they're actually contrary to the, uh, design that God has built into us. And, and so we have to, thus Jesus being in the secluded, the uninhabited place, so that he didn't lose track of what it was that God had built into him. That's so right. valuable for us as well. So you talked about the shape. Uh, now that is kind of was was brought from Rick Warren, Rick Warren the Saddleback Church yeah. out in California. Yeah. They did a shaping, and in fact, I think here at Crossroads, we do some of that and as we uh, bring people along into understanding their abilities. And um, uh, Kurt does some of that with 301 and, mm. and uh, works along that. Let's bring in a little bit more of a finer point on that shape. Go ahead and go through the um, sure the whole process. The S is spiritual gifts. That's divine enablements to be developed. Okay. You know, Most of the spiritual gifts... Uh, don't just immediately operate at full capacity. Mm-hmm. Um, they are they are skills or, or capacities to be developed, but they're there because the Holy Spirit lives in us, right. and each of us have them. We don't know for sure if the if the lists that are included, First Corinthians twelve, Romans twelve, uh, Peter mentions two or three possibilities, uh, Ephesians maybe some things. Right. But spiritual gifts. Okay. Then the heart is the H. You know, that's the where, where's your passion lie? What what makes you angry? What makes you cry? Mm-hmm. Those are the things that can often uh, really give us some insight into how God has wired us up. A is abilities. You know, what are just what are the things you can do? Uh, whether you've you've educated, been educated, or educated yourself, or sometimes they're just innate. Yeah. You know, right? People just pick up an instrument and yeah. teach themselves to play the thing. And it's like just baffling. But yeah. I think you can trace some of that to God given some yeah. creativity elements, you know, or yeah. just come from God. The old Testament has some of those examples, yes. those craftsmen that God just put that in them, you know, it's mm-hmm. amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but it's all kinds of things. I, I love taking people I mentioned on mission trips who will spend the whole time on the missionary's computer <laughs> cleaning it up and, yes. and, and and fixing it and uh, downloading stuff or whatever, you know, right. or mechanics uh, who can work on the car. All, I, I see that all the time, those abilities used. Yeah. Personality is an interesting one. That one's probably, 
as complex as any for me personally because I've not spent a lot of time really tweaking that out. Mm -hmm. But but there are so many shapes and or shades is a better word and yeah. and um, layers of personality that God has in, put into us mm -hmm. that He can bring out in certain ways. That's why uh, just a simple example. I used to, like in youth group settings, there were all these different kids and they didn't all relate to the same personality type in the leaders. And so you needed some diversity among your leadership because right. the kid that could reach the kid that was all about video games couldn't reach the kid who was into music right. or the kid that was an athlete yep. or the kid that really didn't have a spot. You know, you, you had those kids that just didn't really fit any place. They didn't mm -hmm. have... They had not yet discovered that unique knack. Man, you needed those personalities and your leaders the same way because they could align with those kids. And there was just a bond that happened. Mm -hmm. A lot of times that was based on personality. Yep, yeah, you know? that's true. The last one is experience. And often we think about all the positive experiences we've had, places we've been, things we've been able to do. Um, but I think some of the most powerful of that experience component is is those those some of those very dark experiences mm -hmm. that God has brought us through mm -hmm. and, and in those situations some of the most the, and, and we've had a movement but this this was true before there was a movement when somebody else says to you me too mm -hmm. uh, I, I saw this happening long before that yeah. got public true, true. right right you know, in the counseling room, when I, mm -hmm. when God would unearth something in someone's life, and then I would go about connecting them with someone who could look them in the eye and say, "Yeah, me too." Yeah. And God got me through that. Right. So powerful. It man. is. It is. And that—that's when God redeems that stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, the devil was going to use it to ruin them, mm -hmm. and God says, "No, no. Right. It ain't going to happen." Right. You know. Well, and that that we've we we hear that in maybe different um, areas within the church or within it talk about this testimony or the story, what my story is, and and those experiences mm -hmm. leaning from that. You're exactly right, and what a difference it can make in one particular moment. Mark God. Batterson, you know the name uh, National Community Church in D.C. Mm -hmm. he's, he's written several books that are fairly well known these days. Great church. Really doing good things. First tried to plant a church in Chicago. Crash and burn, really? man. <laughs> wow. wow. So when he gets up in front of a group of church planters, and everybody knows him for all the great work he's done in <laughs> right. D.C., right. on Capitol Hill even, a stone's throw, yeah. you know, some really cool stuff. But he tells those young men and women, but first, <laughs> God let me go through the wasteland <laughs> of a church plant in Chicago and, and thinking work. thinking that you're insignificant you know you, oh. you got to battle through that oh you know yeah. like okay what am I thinking here? God will never use me right. look at this right. well not so fast well we come back around to some of that stories and, and we hear that um, within and without the church I mean I say with that um, in our daily lives with others we hear of old stories we hear of Thomas Edison even uh, going through how many times of failures hundreds you know? oh yeah and, and how uh, did he describe them? Oh, yeah. These are just ways I 
found Stepping out wouldn't stones. work. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So where I was like, okay, be. well, that's I'll, I'll that check works. that off. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And that that doesn't work. So that means that there's something else that's gonna. And that's a mindset. It's true. It's true. And one of the greatest things about this uh, shape factor is, and we've said this, we are significant. We know that we've been designed for a purpose, no matter who we are. God is working in us, and He is developing those gifts. The shape helps formulate, gives us that that chance. This this the way that you just described that, a way that these guys have written us out and kind of been given this uh, um, acronym to uh, to help so many others. Of course, you, you, we've heard of the purpose driven life purpose-driven church mm-hmm. um uh there's a great work that have been done out of rick warren in fact a lot of what crossroads does and had done at the very beginning uh had done um was based off of uh, rick warren and and some of the things that they found out was really working scott i don't know if you remember this or not but uh and folks i used to go to uh, salisbury church when scott was a, a young pastor and um we lived in Greenup, Illinois, Stacy and I. Uh, had some very significant things during those times mm-hmm. that we were uh, in Salisbury. And um, then God used me um, as a part-time worship leader uh, over in a church in Charleston. But it was right before that that I came into your office. And we sat down and I, I was struggling. I'm like, there is something more to life than what I'm doing right now. I mean, I had started off when we moved, uh, we moved from Kankakee, Bourbonnais, Illinois. Uh, when Stacy graduated from college, she took on a position down at the high school, and I had been supporting. I'd gone to college, but let her finish out. And so when she got out, she sent her resume and got a job down in Cumberland um, High School. Um, and so when we came down, I was working construction and I was working. My goodness, roofing and, and, and framing and doing things like that. And then I took on a position as a warehouse manager and at uh, LD Mechanical Contractors there, heating and plumbing. And yet there was just this thing that I was like, okay, something's missing. This is, there's more to me. Not to say there was a bad job or bad people or, or things like God had to use those those times but I came in the office and I was like help me and I remember you saying to to some extent whatever it was what do you love to do what if oh and here here it was more specific than that it was this if money was not an object and and you could do anything in the world and you were passionate what would that be well we talked it out, and there was different things, and and our time together, it was good. And I'm, and, but I think out of that stemmed some of this areas. God had prefaced some things prior to me getting married, going to college, in high school, for instance, in singing. I was, that was a big part of my life. Mm-hmm. I was on stage quite a bit, um, uh, just having fun. But I thought that's what it was. Yeah, but God reminded me that was passion there's some things in my life well he started to use those areas i actually started traveling with a southern gospel group um and uh and then led part-time at a worship as a worship leader and 
and then I had a very significant accident, and, and there were some things that happened from that. And, and a year after that accident, God God and I had a conversation, and, and I was talking to him about what he wanted me to be when I grew up. And um, because at this point in time, I was 27, and I'm like, Lord, you got to help me. And he said, I've already placed it in you, but what is it that you want to do? I know you want to do it for me because I sense that heart. And this is what he was pouring into my mind and my soul as we were having this conversation in this in the car in my driveway. I was sitting there. And he's and I said, Lord, I I guess it's music, it's worship, and if I could lead worship for you, you've done so much for me. I'd love to give back that way full time. And then right directly out of my mouth came, but, and I said, but I don't have the schooling fully for that. I don't have this and I don't have that. And I don't, and he stopped me. Hello, Moses. Yeah, that's what it was. (laughs) What did I do with Moses? What did I do with Abraham? What did I do with all these other guys that you've read about in in my word? And, And it, and it hit me. And, and so basically he was like, and so? And I said, so I surrender. Because if you want to do whatever you're placing in me and what I'm understanding as my shape and as my abilities and my, even if they're not perfected, I surrender to you. Yeah. And Scott, I, I, I'll tell you, in my crazy story, once I surrendered it was a release because I knew that he would do it. That See, that was the next part. I trusted. Mm-hmm. So I said, all right, when that time comes, I'm ready to go. Lo and behold, I wouldn't have known. I mean, I, I still would have surrendered, but I didn't realize it was going to be the next morning. Scott, I got a call, and I was in my, in my uh, kitchen. I was drinking coffee, and I got a call on the phone, and it was a pastor in Peoria, Illinois, and he said, we'd like to have you come and interview for a full-time position in worship leading, be our worship pastor. I just about dropped the phone. Hmm. I went and I just pulled it away from, and I looked up to the skies. I said, okay, here we go. Mm-hmm. The rest is history. Mm-hmm. Because I just submitted and I understood that as he would develop me. And I will tell you this too, there it's not all been peaches and cream and a bed of roses there were some times that Satan was trying to get in there and drive me away big time from, uh, you, you would think, okay, well, now you're in church and you're leading church. and Brother, as you well know, sheep bite. They, they can bite and it hurts. Smell bad too. And they smell bad. <laughs> <laughs> and so... Uh, well, Nehemiah knew opposition. Yeah. He was doing what he was passionate about. He wept and mourned for days. Mm. God sent him. His hand was clearly upon him. Sent him back to build the wall. And then there was Sam Ballad and Tobiah, each mm. step of the way, opposing him. So yep. even when we're in our place of significance, that doesn't mean it's not going to be um, difficult, that there won't be opposition. There absolutely will be. Yeah. I want to reflect back on your testimony a moment. Yes. Because there's something significant there. You you said in high school even, you were enjoying the singing. Well, God had already placed yeah. that within you. Mm-hmm. He was He was still in the process of developing your shape, getting you ready. 
the, he was he was putting finishing touches yeah. to get you to that point of being able to launch into that more fully. But that process isn't over yet. No, 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 no. For any of us. Oh, amen. He continues to narrow it down and narrow it down until finally uh, it's really, uh, it's just, it's it's defined by the sweet spot where when we swing away, you don't even feel the vibe. It's just it's a it's pure. perfect connection. It's pure yeah. and beautiful. And, and you bring something up, which is really interesting, and it gets a little bit deeper, and, and, I, and I don't mean to go too far into this, but at the same time, through that surrender, that surrender says, okay, Father, in this season and whatever you want to do, this shape looks like this, and you're going to use me. And I've seen it in my own life and, and other places and others that sometimes if you're allowing him to work in your life, he'll be able to redo some things. He still is going to use our abilities and gifts and all of those things that are... And we don't need to be scared about that. But sometimes I've recognized through a certain season, it could have a resemblance, but it can be formed in a different pattern. Scott, you're right now, you're working alongside, uh, you're working some construction right now. Mm-hmm. And you were a full-time pastor and you needed to uh, hand the baton over to uh, another young man there in Charleston. How old are you, Scott? Uh, 57 currently. I'll be 58 this year. Boom. So 50, 57. And God says, I'm going to take you from the pulpit. And for right now, this season, I'm going to put you in with, um, with some construction workers. And I want you to, I want you to be a part of that. And you were, you were willing to use some of your abilities. You, you mentioned right before this podcast that there was a significant time of of a testimony and you got to share some things it's been a couple of months and over and over again my my giftings have not been dormant Mm -hmm. it's just a different environment that they're landing in that's it and a different expression right now it's not it and that's that's something else we could discuss and develop we probably won't have time but but so much of our shape is not designed for what for when we gather on sunday morning Mm -hmm. some people have, right. have sure. their shape works and fits best into our culture expression of church right. that happens on Sunday mornings. But most of the people that we're talking to right now, their shape for being delivery of God's grace happens all week long. That's right. Not not in this building on a Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. You know, It's all the time. And that is truly... The biggest significance and understanding that we are to continue to plant the seeds or to sow the seeds. And so just as you're using not only your pastoral care, but you you know how to swing a hammer. Sure, it's you know how, And you're learning some more things too. Oh, yeah. I know that for sure. But as I was a construction worker, uh, I learned how to frame a house, mm-hmm. how to roof a, uh, a roof. I have used those in my pastoral care. Sure. But it's that gifts and abilities that God purposes in our lives. Right. Uh, we're having a chance to, to be significant for the, for the furtherance of his kingdom. And if, if I remember Sunday, next Sunday coming up, I will um, swing back in long enough to just remind people that if we aren't careful, you know, um, we can slip into a mode of even consuming our significance for our own personal little kingdom. Oh, yeah. Wow. Exactly. That instead of making that significance available to the kingdom of Jesus, 
that we just begin to use that significance that he has invested and built into us. You know, for instance, your abilities of singing and the guitar and the music and all that, you know, how many people took took that and just are building their own personal empires? Right, right. Instead of making them available to Jesus. Mm -hmm. Well, all of our shapes could be personally consumed in my own little kingdom and not made available to King Jesus. Right. So we have to be cautious there as well because right. those gifts are going to operate sacred or secular. They're going to operate. They ought to be sacred all the time because he wants to use us wherever we are, but sometimes we'll just kind of pull back and not and use them personally. Right. We've had a great conversation today about uh, our significance. Is there anything else that you want to kind of fine-tune on uh, some things? Well, let me people? just point us to where we're headed. Uh, Let's do that. Because uh, next week uh, we talk about fruitfulness Yeah. when this thing has come full circle. Right. And and finally this group has been, or this grace that we've been talking about and this group of steps that we've been working our way through, it it produces impact in the lives of people and in our world. And 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 uh, we'll look at John chapter 15, for instance. By this is my Father glorified that you bear much fruit. Mm-hmm. That's what we're about, right? You know, right? And the Father's glory, and that He would use us to do that. And in His way, in His time, we'll look at the experience of Jesus, where you just didn't expect the kind of fruit that Jesus bore while He was on this earth. It wasn't what the people were looking for, and yet there it was. Yeah. And so I assume that that's probably going to be the case for us time after time. It's going to look different than we may expect, but it's going to be his stuff. Absolutely. Well, that is wonderful. I appreciate it again. I've mentioned it many times. Uh, Thank you so much for bringing this uh, series to us and feeling led by the Father to bring this to Crossroads. This is very vital. Let me me just, um, my part to close up with uh, Ephesians 2, 8 through 10 in the New Living Translation, okay. okay? God saved you by His grace when you believed. And you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. Mm-hmm. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done, so none of us can boast about it. For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus, so we can do the good things He planned for us mm-hmm. long ago. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that is great stuff. Wow. Wow. Directly from the Word, man. Amen. It's good stuff. Can you go ahead and have a word of prayer? Let's pray. Okay. Father, it's been a privilege just to uh, look back uh, to your Word and, and and what you had planned for us this past Sunday. And mm-hmm. just to be reminded, because there wasn't a lot new there, just reminders and, right. and a push toward application, encouragement toward application. And so those who are listening here uh, midweek, God, just encourage them. Yes. Don't let them settle for uh, just coasting through. Let them recognize that that you're at work in their life, especially, uniquely, one of a kind, and you want to bring your grace to the world through them. Lord, challenge them to just be really leaning in with listening ears mm-hmm. so that you could begin to clarify what that spot looks like for them. Lord, encourage them that they are indeed a masterpiece in your hands and you do good work, God. Thank you for that promise that Paul communicated to the Philippians when he said, he who began a good work in you will perfect it until the day of Christ Jesus. 
And Lord, uh, as you perfect that in us, you'll use us in the lives of others in ways we just would not have imagined if we give you opportunity to do so. So Lord, um, get us all in the game because it matters. Right. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. Well, thanks, Scott, for being here and, and uh, bringing the word, bringing great things. I, I love the conversation. Well, till the next time, brother, we'll, uh, we'll do this two more times, I think, right? Uh, yeah. I think that's right. Okay. Well, thanks again for being with us today, and uh, we'll chime in again later. Till next week, we're signing off. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm.